Playoff games have a way of showing us what teams really are. There's an old Navy SEAL saying that goes, under pressure, you don't rise to the occasion. You fall to the level of your training. And I think that's what we saw play out last night. And that's not a knock on Washington because Washington has answered the bell every single time that they have had to. They beat Oregon twice. They beat Texas. They beat Arizona. But even though you did everything you could to prepare Washington, there was nothing on your schedule that prepared you for what you saw last night against Michigan. Michigan was a totally different beast than what Washington had seen all season long. We thought Oregon's defense was elite. No, we watched Michigan's defense last night. That's an elite defense. We thought Arizona was a physical team. Now, Michigan is a physical team. We thought Texas was athletic. Nope, not as athletic as Michigan is on defense. Michigan was elite, and they proved it last night that they were the best defense in the country. They left no doubt last night. Offensively, they ran the ball. They had their way with Washington. They shoved it down their throats. If you watched nothing else, if there was nothing else that you watched, and you watched that first series of the game, you know exactly how that game was going to go. If you watched Michigan come down the field and have their way up front, and I think it was like a 46 or 41-yard touchdown, that drive, that first drive ended with, and then you watch Washington's first possession, and they moved the ball a little bit, but they ended up stalling out, right? Had to, had to kick a field goal. And that was kind of their night. Move, move, move. They didn't score many points. They had one touchdown, two field goals, and that was it. But they were able to move the ball at times, but they just, when it was all the plays that mattered, the red zone, there's a reason that Michigan defense was number one in red zone defense, and we saw that play out last night. That was absolutely true to form for those guys. And for Washington... Penix, off script a little bit, uncomfortable. All of the things that they hadn't been all season. They'd been it in moments, but they hadn't been it all season for an entire game. And that's what we we witnessed. And it was a little bit hard. It was hard to predict, even though, so let's go to the prediction score. The prediction score was 28-24 Michigan win. And what happened was it was a 34-13 Michigan win. So if we went to... Um, some of these keys to the game is what we gave for this. Here we go. Rushing 100-plus yards, passing 300-plus yards, control the line of scrimmage, stop the run, limit sustained drives, and sustained drives, win time of possession. That's the only one of these so far that they have won. And then keep Penix clean. Clean because they played on a turf field. He got knocked down several times. He was hurt at the end of the game. I don't think they kept him clean. And let's go to Michigan. Now, Michigan keys to the game, rush for 200 yards, pass for 200 yards, sustain drives, get pressure with four rushers, control the line of scrimmage. We said three, three and outs was what they would need. Probably five PBUs or interceptions and limit UW possessions. I think, I think UW at the last count was like 12 or 13 possessions, something like that. And so if you did, if, if you look through that sheet, our job was to predict who who it was. Who 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 was this game more likely? Who was who was more likely to hit the keys of the game? And that was Michigan. And not only did they hit their keys of the game, they smashed it. They absolutely smashed it. So go, going back to that first drive, you saw just kind of a deer in the headlights look from Washington that we had not seen all season. 
they got punched in the mouth and it was like Michigan was out to send a message and it was the message was taken by Washington and they literally about got knocked out in the first quarter. Now, credit to Washington, you guys righted the ship midway through. You played pretty elite defense, I'll say. I think from the second quarter, midway through the second quarter, all the way until really the beginning of the fourth, you guys had had really just held them to three points. And then what usually happens at times like that is as the game goes on, you spent so much energy in the middle of that game just holding on for dear life, and then it broke. And Michigan, you know, broke your back. And that's how that's how it usually goes. Now, I didn't feel like the game was out of control at all for Michigan. I felt like I was waiting for the Huskies to, like, make their typical explosion plays, and they just didn't happen. And that is a lot a big credit to, the first of all, the scheme – of Michigan, and second of all, the players executing. They made solo tackle after solo tackle after solo tackle. They had their PBUs, their interceptions. They made great individual plays, a great individual effort, and they played as a team. On offense, they did just enough. I mean, J.J. McCarthy was not – that was not impressive as far as – what's his stat line was 10 of 18. Was that 10 of 18 for 140? I mean, not impressive, right? But good enough. Right, he didn't beat him. Didn't turn the ball over. He had a really uh, clutch play as far as game control goes, and the fact that he when he ran on, I think it was like third and twelve or third and it was third and twelve, third and sixteen, maybe maybe eighteen. But he he ran from basically you know the five yard line all the way. I got had a big play out to like the thirty or forty yard line. Um, got a first down. Kept the chains moving, and that was part of what Michigan needed to do as far as keeping Washington's offense off the field and limiting their possessions that helped and those are some of those little things that um, really kind of don't show up on the stat sheet but they were important um, you could say if you're a Washington fan I've, I've seen a lot of it on Twitter um, a lot of complaining about the calls and everything else but uh, you know that's how it goes that's how it goes in football um, you know there's always going to be there's always going to be missed calls. There's always gonna, it depends on what the ref's looking at. There's just so much to look at in football. These things happen. I didn't find it egregious. I didn't find any of the the calls really egregious. Possibly the one holding call where Odunze had caught the uh, Odunze had caught the big pass. So that was about it. So going back to the keys of the game, again. So Michigan had to run the ball. They ran for 303 yards. That's the most in college football playoff history. And the next. Closest team was Ohio State with 296, and I think Alabama was up there with like 290 or 287, something like that. So the most rushing yards ever in college football playoff history came from the Michigan Wolverines last night. If you would have told me before the game that they were going to hold Dylan Johnson to 33 yards and the Huskies to 40 yards rushing, I would have told you then, a ball game, and that's what they did. I, I couldn't imagine them doing that. Now, Johnson was favoring his left foot a little bit. Uh, you know, there's some things there, but that's, that's this championship game. He's a warrior. He was out there, and, you know, good on him for, for trying to stay out there, but Michigan controlled that game up front. They were not going to let him run the ball, and on a lot of plays that he has been able to break tackles all season, the Wolverines were too good up front, and their linebackers coming downhill, and you know, sometimes one tackler, sometimes five tacklers just getting him. And so to me, there were so many keys that you could look at in that game. But again, the stats, the stats really don't lie. And, the, and we saw Michigan be elite. They had beaten Ohio State. They had beaten Alabama. Those are two of the most physical teams in the country. 
And at the end, and Washington, we had seen you toy around with failure all season long. Eight games or the last eight games, I think it was by uh, ten points or less, something like that. Um, or one, maybe they're one possession games, but either way, it was Washington had been living on the edge all season, and statistically, the defense didn't add up. It didn't add up to a national championship defense, and that held true during the game. That held true. So Michigan exposed that. They knew that Washington had had a hard time stopping the run, and they, and good on them because they game plan around it and they stayed with who they were. So I was really impressed with Michigan. Harbaugh afterwards saying he got to sit at the big boy table with dad and brother now, and it was just a, it was a really great scene, a really great national championship. Um, I would have probably given the defensive player of the game to San Rastil, um over Will Johnson, over Will Johnson, but you know that's that's just the way that I saw it there. Um, some incredible tackles out in space and and just really good in coverage. So you know my final thoughts for the Huskies are what an incredible run, 21 straight games. You guys went undefeated this year, and you have nothing to hang your head up. Nothing, nothing to hang your head about. Nothing to be ashamed of. You've got Kalen DeBoer at the helm. Uh, the future is bright for you. And I think I would expect heading into the Big Ten, the Huskies will be a factor every single season. They're going to always be a tough out. They're going to be in that conference championship mix. And this is a program that has become resurgent. And I think this is now the proof that you can get there at Washington. Washington also has... The best receiving core in the history, I think, of the Pac-12 collectively there. That's the best receiving core, and I think Penix goes down. If he's not the top, he's got to be – I got I got to say Penix has got to be top three. Um, Michigan, your national champions. Your program is in a reload situation. Does Harbaugh stay? Does Harbaugh go? I think you guys have the culture. I think you've got everything in place. I don't think it actually matters. Um, you needed this. You needed this bad. You've been, all, you've been looking up to Ohio State since really the age of the internet. And so you roll into the offseason with tons of momentum. I'm sure you'll be the favorite to win the conference next year. Um, and, and I expect that you'll be in the playoffs again next season. So that was a fantastic uh, playoff run. This, this was the most entertaining playoffs from start to finish for all games combined, if I'm considering all of the games uh, together. This was by far the best product for college football fans that we've ever seen. It's by far. So I'm expecting next year with this 12-team playoff that we just get more and more and more great games like this. Thanks for watching. We'll have some more shows this offseason. We'll do a recap show on the football season, what's upcoming in 24, the 24-25 season, the expanded 12-team playoff, and any other off-season news that we feel is relevant to talk to you guys about. Thank you so much for joining us all season long. We appreciate your support. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. And for Sports Idol Nation, I'm Josh Rodriguez. Sports is in our DNA. We hope it's in yours too.